Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen and gentlemen, pew pew pew, welcome to pew pew pew, another digital citizen, pew pew, episode 237, pew pew, hi Luke. Hi Fro, hi everybody, how's it going? It's going pew pew, how about you? <laughs> it's pretty good, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hoping to go shopping sometime soon, or at least getting some food in this week, which, uh, Starting to, I wouldn't say I'm starting to run out, but I'm starting to eat a lot of uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's for sure. <laughs> peanut butter, pie, peanut butter, pie. Do you remember that stupid song? I do. It, what? Yeah. Uh, ten years ago, I, I think it just came from Ten Family Guy, right? At least. Yes, I think so as well. Peanut butter, pie. Yeah. Uh, How's the weather? Because we don't have anything interesting to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, raining here. It's Oregony, Oregony, but it's been really nice this week. Just the last two days started to get uh, kind of gloomy, but it's not unusual for Oregon, to be honest. Very normal. <clears throat> Norway decided to be Florida this uh, week and all of a sudden have summer. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, we're getting there. Like, it was, almost the summer. We, it was almost like 22 degrees outside, and I was like, whoa, holy. And that's Celsius, not Fahrenheit, you American folks. Right. Yes, I, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you. You know that, but I'm telling the listeners. <laughs> we use Fahrenheit. We use the 24-hour clock. We are weird. So, can you again explain me how long is a kilometer? Because I never understood that. Uh, according to a feet in in American terms, like you have yard. I mean, a kil is that what you use? A kilometer. A kilometer is a thousand meters, right? Sure. I mean, it's the same. It's just. We use miles. Is that what, you, is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and how long is a mile? It's just barely over, I believe. Okay. Why are you using mile instead of... Why do we drive on the uh, other side of the road? I, I have no idea. You don't. You, 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 you are on the right side, according to me. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's those petty English people that are on the wrong side. And all of our toilets flush the wrong way, too. <laughs> Do you know that is actually not uh, true? What? It is It is uh, busted. It was on Mythbusters. They did an episode of that. Do I you remember that? I don't remember that episode, no. Oh, yeah. And they did, yeah. Okay, um, enough, enough shit-chatting. Let's go to the sad and terrible news. Uh, COVID-19, it's still not fucking over, is it? No, uh, certain places we're starting to see a downturn, so those are good. Uh, Italy is seeing lower and lower uh, death rates and 
certain countries are deciding to kind of open back, back up. Some, it's a good thing. Some, it's a bad thing. We'll get into that as we go here. Confirmed cases, 1.7 million in the world, which is not that big of an increase from last week. Uh, 100,394 oh, 100, deaths. Uh, 388,154 recovered. Mm -hmm. United States, you are, of course, number one. You're number one. You're number one with 500 uh over 500,000 of those 1.7 so you're you're over half of that three three other no four other countries uh yeah uh and we're not helping ourselves over here right now uh Spain is the next up with 1 161,000 almost 162,000 really uh Italy is now in number th is number 3 so uh, a lot lower. Yeah, uh, France uh, next, then Germany, then China with uh, 81,000. I don't believe that number for one fucking second. The UK with 73,000. Then Iran with 70. And India, uh, 7,876. Uh, 7, Norway, I will look out while you uh, talk about something else? Uh, I'm going to mention the India thing since we're talking about the whole India thing. India did uh, uh, ease their lockdown. They didn't stop the, the full lockdown, but they eased the lockdowns, uh, and they saw the biggest spike yet uh, in 24 hours after uh, get it, well, easing the lockdown. I want to say sh stopping the lockdown every time I say it, but it's really they eased the lockdown. They saw an additional... 1,553 cases in 24 hours. Holy. That is that is some some people. Well, I mean, yeah, when you consider have... how many people are in India, maybe not that many, but uh, it does show you that the lockdowns really do work. We have 7,275 with 186 people are dead. Most of them are confirmed in Oslo. No surprise there. Anything opening up in Norway anywhere? Nope. We are closed. We are closed. Okay. Uh, thousands in America want the uh, want states to reopen uh, businesses uh, and everything else. Thousands of Americans backed by right-wing donors gear up uh, and protest. Uh, conservative activists demanded governors lift stay-at-home orders and movement has and the movement has been driven by wealthy conservative groups thousands of people are attending protests across the US in the coming days as right-wing movement uh, against stay-at-home or, or orders backed by conservative groups continues to take hold uh, the conservative activists are demanding governors lift orders designed to stop the spread of coronavirus despite the recommendations of public health officials uh, Donald Trump, who has clashed with d Democratic governors over how soon to reopen the economy, tweeted his support on Friday for the unprecedented endorsement of civil disobedience. Uh, many of the planned rallies have been inspired by the protest at Michigan State Capitol on Wednesday, which was attended by thousands. Yeah, and what happens when you do this? You will get the spike, won't you? Uh, yes, and we've we're already seeing that. 
uh, is that one of these places that had uh, one of the states that had one of these rallies saw a, an instant uh, spike in cases. So, and uh, of course, I I sent you an article that kind of goes with this. Jesus is my vaccine. Hundreds of protesters without protective gear in Pennsylvania. We see a truck where it says Jesus is, is my vaccine. Demonstrators gathered in Pennsylvania on Monday to demand that they stay at home order will be lifted. So it's all around the fucking country. And I ask myself, are you that fucking stupid, United States? Are you this incredibly fucking insanely out of touch? I just I think, I think out of touch. there's a faction of people that are doing this. It's not all of America, number one. Number two, you got to understand that these people are hurting. They, they, These are people who have lost their jobs. They don't know where their next uh, meal, where, where the food, their next food is going to come from. You, uh, they, There is reasons they're protesting that are maybe justified, if that makes sense, Fro. I totally get that, but now... But right it's now not is not the, the time to do time. it. Right. Yeah. And like you said, Kentucky sees the heights spike in corona cases after protesters. Kentucky, that, so that's what like, it was, right. Yeah. And and and, and uh, uh, it, it comes after that the Lusianic uh, church filed a lawsuit against the stay-at-home order and things like that. It's like... I understand that you're hurting. I understand that the economy part of it, but the human level part of this, where people are going in the street, and I, I saw this video of this lunatic that had been uh, uh, that had symptoms going to Walmart, preaching for people because he had Jesus in his heart. Because he was con uh, 100% uh, convinced that uh, he couldn't hurt people because Jesus was his vaccine. I am. You are that fucking atrociously stupid. Like you, you don't, you don't deserve a fucking cure when it comes when you do this. It's like it's atrocious. But they really it's do believe that. If you really believe there's some guy up there who decides when you live and die, uh, what they believe is the, that God is like going to choose when you die. So if he wants, if God wants to give you coronavirus, he's going to do it. And if he doesn't want to give you coronavirus, he's not going to do it. That's the mentality we're dealing with here. We're dealing with grade school level ideas of what's happening in the world, uh, as far as religion. <laughs> and these people, like I said, they have reasons to be out there, but it's all uh, hypocritical when you really think about it because these are the same kind of people who when Occupy Wall Street or Black Lives Matter were protesting, they were like, what are these people protesting for? Get off the streets. Uh, why aren't you... What's wrong with you, hippie? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And now look, yeah. look at what they're doing. They're out there protesting, right? These are the people who when, it, when you're protesting for something that you want and they don't agree with... They call it stupid, and uh, you're lazy, and why are you, Why don't you just uh, go do something with your life? But when they want something, it, it, okay, now we're all going to go protest. It's incredibly hypocritical when you really think about it. 
And uh, on top of that, Missouri's two Chinese government over virus treatment. I think this is actually a good thing, and I will explain to you why. But the U.S. state of Missouri says that it's suing the Chinese government over its handling of coronavirus, which it says had led to severe, severe economic losses. In the lawsuit, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt uh, alleged China did a little to stop the spread of the virus. Mr. Schmidt, a close claims that Missouri residents have uh, suffered uh, possibly tens of billions of dollars in economic damages. China's foreign minister denounced the move, saying uh, its frivolous lawsuit has no factual or legal basis. A spokesman said a, a really absurd, uh, based on uh, the principle of sovereign equality, U.S. courts has no jurisdiction over Chinese government. Right. <laughs> Legal yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You can't just... Uh, a state can't... Do they expect something to happen out of this? Because I think it's just all a pl PR stunt no. more than anything. It, it's definitely a PR stunt. Uh, the civil uh, uh, lawsuit is filed on Tuesday. And, yeah. Uh, do you think um, this is anything else than a PR stunt? No. I don't think so. Do I, I think, think it is, funny? in a yeah. way, uh, last week I even said, when we were talking about the whole Russia thing, I said, uh, it's just going to multiply and China is going to be the new Russia uh, to the other side. Uh, so what, what we're seeing here is uh, all the Democrats that believed in Russiagate hate Russia still, and now we have all these Republicans being brainwashed into thinking, <laughs> hating China, right? And then when they, right. when yeah. all the government has to do is, oh, China is working with Russia, and now they have the whole country on their side agreeing with war with two uh, nuclear powers. Uh, but Norway is trying to stop this, at least. Why won't you go to through this? Uh, right, uh... I didn't really 100% know if this was a good thing or if people in Norway agreed with it or not. I guess we'll get into that in a second. But Norwegian Virus App uh, is here to help stop the spread of COVID-19. Uh, an app called Schmidtstopp. Yeah? Yeah, Schmidtstopp. Yeah. Will be launched soon, according to the Norwegian Institute of Public Health. Norwegians can voluntarily choose yeah. to download the app onto their mobile phones. And the app will be available for both Apple and Android. But many have warned the app could compromise privacy. That's that, There's the problem I'm having with it. Uh, deputy manager, yep. director at the Simula Research Lab, who have developed the app, emphasized it only sends alert to and from people who have downloaded it. Well, obviously. Uh, the motivation for <laughs> downloading, downloading the app is that you can be notified that you might have been exposed or infected, and people who get infected can technically help to alert people who they may not want to have been in contact with in re recent weeks. Uh, but what if that person hasn't downloaded their app? I guess maybe it texts people. Right. Uh, development of the app was commissioned by the Norwegian Public Institute of... Uh, the Institute of Public Health. There we go. Right. So, I have downloaded this app. Uh, it's out. Uh, I have huge problems with this app. Uh, but that is on a privacy basis because this is 
more into Facebook and things like that. What, what, I have no clue how it works. And uh, I uninstalled it uh, right after I understood how, how it worked. Uh, and it's like, uh, I understand uh, the thought about it and it's very good. But since I'm inside anyway, I don't really care. So I think it's more for people that are very active uh, out and, uh, and about. I've heard in America them talking about these apps for like, uh, it, you get an app and it, you get tested and then you have like a pass to go to like the store or go to the bar or go wherever for like right. a certain number of days. I, what if you get the test and walk out of the doctor's office or you walk away from the testing place and then right away get infected by coronavirus. Like, it doesn't seem like that is an effective way to keep people from getting infected to me. I mean, it'll help a little bit, but it doesn't seem completely effective, if that makes sense, Fro. Right. And it's also another problem. It is the mutation of this virus, because that's one some of the things that we don't speak uh, a lot about. But the mutation of the virus is spreading. And if it mutates too uh, too much we will have a second wave of a, a COVID-20 uh, instead right, right, of 19. Right. And, and, and then then what? Or even they're talking about seeing a, another wave uh, in the winter in the southern hemisphere because it's summer there. Or, I mean, in the winter there, uh, we'll see a, another wave because it's summer here, but it's winter there. Uh, it could happen that way. Uh, according to this expert group about the app, uh, it, they report uh, it reveals weaknesses and vulnerabilities in the app's code. Uh, the group concluded that, that uh, data will be collected, transmitted, and stored away. Uh, that makes the risk of data breach un unacceptable for an app with such sensitive data. So that's what they think about your Norwegian app, from. And... Uh... Something that Norway is very happy about, not at all, spoiler alert, uh, because we have something called the oil fund, uh, fund that we have talked about. Guess what happened with that fund this week? Because oil prices dip below zero <laughs> as producers are forced to pay to the polls of access. This is has never, ever happened in the world before. Take me through this. U.S. oil prices turned negative for the first time on record on Monday after oil producers ran out of space to store oversupply of crude left by uh, the oversupply left by uh, the coronavirus crisis, uh, triggering a historic market collapse which left oil traders reeling. The price of U.S. crude oil crashed from $18 a barrel to negative $38 in a matter of hours. <laughs> As rising stockpiles of crude threaten to overwhelm storage facilities and force oil producers to pay buyers to take barrels they could not store. So the US, the oil producers yeah. are actually paying people to take their oil because they don't have anywhere to put it. What, here's a so suggestion. Much, Stop pumping the oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how much oil did you get this week, Luke, to get some money? I didn't get any oil, no. Oh, uh, that would be very smart of you to have in your garden. Uh, well, the gas like six, 
gas prices right now are ridiculous. It probably would be a good idea to go fill up like a few gas cans. I've only got one gas can, but I guess I could buy a second one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, this is, of course, this is bad news. I mean, this is doing shit to the oil price as well. I mean, I mean it's, it's bad news for Norway, free. especially because that's a lot of what your economy bases off of. I'm not mm-hmm. feeling bad for these oil barons in any way whatsoever. I'm not like, oh, the Bush no. family, I feel so bad for you right now. No, not so much. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. No, it's the economy in Norway. I'm, I'm, I'm most worried about that because we, we have, like I said, we have an oil found fund where we, we have a lot of money and they lost like $1 billion or something like that this week. Like in days, they they lost more than they made in in ten years or something like that. Something ridiculous. So, but this is huge as far as like a global economic problem for sure. Uh, this is really big. Oh, definitely. And it's not only. I I think it's good for one thing though because. Uh, it has to do, do uh, very good things to the weather. Don't you think so? I mean, as far as people using less oil, that's the reason they can't sell the oil is because nobody's driving their car around, so they're not using up the oil or uh, whatever. There's not as many planes flying. There's not as many uh, trucks driving around because there's less people buying things. Uh, right. So that could help with global warming, but it might be too late because a study says... Uh, the global warming uh, may make the U.S. West mega drought worst in the modern age, is what we're seeing. A two-day, decade-long dry spill has parched much of the United States, uh, Western United States, and is turning one of the deepest, turning into one of the deepest mega droughts in the region in more than 1,200 years. About half of the historic drought can be bl- blamed on global warming, according to a study. Uh, Thursday in the Journal of Science, scientists looked at nine state area from Oregon, where I am, and Wyoming down through California and New Mexico, plus a silver a sliver of Montana and parts of northern Mexico. <coughs> they used thousands of tree rings to compare a drought that started in 2000 and is still going, despite a wet 2019, to four past mega droughts since the year 800. Uh, we saw soil moisture as a key measurement they found only one other drought that was as big and lightly slightly bigger uh that one started in 1575 fro mm. that is some years ago i can say from personal experience in oregon just in my area i know a lot of people who are having problems with because i live out in the country everybody has a well all these people are their wells are drying up uh, in the summer and what it's saying here is that maybe it's just going to get worse, uh, which is not a good thing. What are you going to do you, with your well? Uh, storage is probably the best option if you have a well and, and you're in these areas, is get some kind of water storage tank so that you can fill it up and it'll last. hopefully last you a few months, you know what I mean? Conserve, that's another right. important thing. Conserve the water, don't... don't Take like a twenty-hour shower. Uh, don't have a hot tub. These kind of things. Yeah, don't have a hot tub. Indeed. Do you know who I think has a lot of hot tubs? Obama. Obama, I'm sure has a hot tub or two. Don't you think? 
Uh, yeah, when he, I bet he was in a hot tub on uh, Branson's yacht when he was cruising around with that guy. I bet there's a hot tub on <laughs> yeah. Virgin Mobile yacht. I re- remember that. That was awful. Uh, but yeah, Obama is the one that convinced Bernie Sanders to exit the 2020 race. Woo! Go, Obama! Uh, I think just proving what we were talking about last week when I had said uh, there had been rumors and that we had seen evidence that Obama was behind uh, the dropout and behind a lot of what happened uh, uh, before Super Tuesday. Um, But now we basically we have proof here. Uh, Barack Obama convinced Senator Bernie Sanders to drop out of the 2020 race over a course of four long conversations, according to the New York Times. The Times reports that when it came became clear that his former vice president, Joe Biden, Uh, could win the Democratic nomination, Obama told a friend that he needed to accelerate the end game. This is according to Obama. Accelerate the end game. At the end of March, Obama made his first four phone calls to the veteran independent senator. Two people with knowledge of the interactions told the Times that Obama told Sanders that that Sanders had succeeded in pushing the Democratic Party and Biden to the left. Mostly, though, Obama listened to Sanders reflect on the campaign and talk about what he planned to do next, uh, sources said. Yeah, so that's my next question. What is, What do you think is next for Sanders now? I think he's going to keep fighting for the things he's fought for for the last 30 years. I don't think Bernie Bernie Sanders doesn't have to stop fighting for the things he's been fighting for this whole time, you know what I mean? He's still a senator, so he still has power to do things like that. And now he's just more connected than he was before. Will he have the ability to sway a Biden administration if Biden gets in there? I don't really think he will. But uh, the thing about Bernie Sanders... And his rise was really built out of uh, things like Occupy and things like Black Lives Matter. uh, And those things are really what made Bernie Sanders. And those movements are also not going anywhere. Really, the Bernie Sanders was always just a figurehead of a larger movement. And those movements are just getting bigger. That's the way I see it. Right. I totally agree with you. It's it's kind of... It's kind of despairing and also uh, good, but it's just like, I don't know if an endorsement will boost Biden, and and I don't, I still don't think Biden will win. I could no, be I don't think so wrong, either. but I could be wrong. Hey, let's talk about something that I thought was a case from Florida, because... Every time I hear like stupid stories like this, I think, oh, I'm sure that we're going to talk about something you know, happening in Florida. Nothing bad about Florida. I'm sure it's a lovely state, but there's a lot of crazy things going on uh, there. But this is a case of COVID-19 that uh, is kind of weird in Connecticut. Tell me about this. A 42-year-old man in Connecticut was arrested uh, for breaking into a restaurant that was closed due to the coronavirus pandemic, okay, and allegedly spending four days eating and drinking his fill. Uh, New Haven police said a local man uh, consumed several thousand dollars worth of food 
and drink, including 70 bottles of liquor. How many days was he there? Four days. 70 <laughs> bottles in four days? How is he not dead? <laughs> he had the binge. He really, really had the binge. I don't... How, your alcohol level would be so high after drinking <laughs> 70 bottles in four... I don't know if I could drink two bottles in a day without, like, passing out multiple times. Uh... Though police did not identify the restaurant in the report, Hartford Current identified the eatery as Sol de Cuba Cafe. According to the man, uh, the police, a manager visiting the restaurant for a routine check, found the unknown man asleep. Okay, there. Okay, that now it makes sense. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. At about 11:30 a.m., and contacted the police. <laughs> I love this case. Uh, the man was charged oh, so with funny. burglary, larceny, criminal mischief, and failure failure to appear in court for a separate warrant that he already had. Wow. <laughs> How amazing is I'm this? honestly surprised we haven't heard so- more stories like this during this whole coronavirus thing with so many businesses shut yeah. down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 <laughs> people being trapped inside of buildings, like if you if if, if you would uh, rob, uh, for example, uh, uh, a store today, it it would be impossible because everything is closed. Yeah, I didn't think about it like like that. It's true, though. Yeah, I'm just I'm surprised, especially with so many people being hungry and everything. I'm surprised we don't hear more right. of this, but uh, this is a very funny story. I think mostly just because how much alcohol. That's the funniest part to me is, like, that's a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Do you think he ate some ice cream while he was there? I'm sure he did, yeah. Well, there's a new ad, Trump ad, uh, about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, should we watch it? Yeah, a little background. I don't know if you saw this, but she did a, an appearance on the James Co- James Corden uh, late night show. From okay, he has a late night show here. You know James Corden, of course. Uh, yes, yes. I she did a, an appearance on there and uh, gave a little tour of like her uh, pantry and her kitchen, and then Trump made an ad out of that. Okay, that's a little background. Okay. So go ahead and give me a countdown. And three. Two, one, play. We turn now to that $350 billion fund to help small businesses and its workers get through the shutdown. It will be up to Congress to restock it. But Democrats blocking that move this morning. They asked for a quarter of a trillion dollars in 48 hours. I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. They objected, and I congratulate okay. the Democrats. Speaker Pelosi, what are you going to share with us from your home? There's James Corden. Thousands have been forced to wait for hours at food banks all across the country. This is oh my chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. Wow, just this is out of touch, bro. Oh, they know it at one time. I can't do it much longer. I'm trying so hard. Can we say enjoying? Having to admit that, yeah, we're starving, and I like it better than anything else. Taping this segment, there are 22 million people out. Of this work. specific program is about. <laughs> Stopping job losses today. That cut right there. It, the, as an editor, I'm. They're very good. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. I just wonder. <laughs> Nancy wow. Antoinette is what they have there at the end. Yeah. 
Yeah, because because it's uh, let them eat cake. Right. Yeah. Instead, it says let them eat ice cream, Nancy Antoinette. I mean, I don't like the oh. Trump campaign. I disagree with them, but that is a pretty fucking brutal ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It's extremely good. I will give them some kudos. Okay, uh, Trump. Uh, Trump. Trump is his name. Trump. <laughs> He's gonna hate that. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Trump. <laughs> Trump is going to tell the truth about the happy choice. Hello, this is Trump. Trump tells the truth. I having birthday in quarantine, like many other people. Well. It goes around, and you manage to find something fun to do. But like many other people, I'm starting to get bored by this. I'm really getting bored. But there are people in this world who has it worse. So I always think about that. We have, for the last week, said something that I shouldn't believe was true. Yes, conservatives go out and rally in the street against the rules. They think the pandemic is just bullshit and they want to be liberated. It's funny because these are people who usually say they are pro-life. Now they are pro-choice. The problem is their version of pro-choice is they choosing for anyone else. They are fucking up the rules so all the people have to die. Die for the economy, they say. Yeah, but who's gonna die? They are. Not the people with power, not the 1%. They will survive. They have health care. They have respirators. They, they can inflate the country with their private air, air jets. Yeah, they can. And they will. Because they're not going to save you a shit. It's funny that people who say isolationists, people that like stagger weapons and water, all kinds of shit, because they're going to be out for the system if the system breaks down and they are ready for apocalypse. Now start whining that things could be normal again. Yeah, a little surprise for you people. It's not gonna be normal again. Not at all. And I hope it's not gonna be normal again. Because the normal we live in is not a good normal. It's a normal where no political solution are presented and every time something is presented as a political solution Conservatives block it or stop it. You know, European news, I don't even heard that even Poland, yes, the right wing Poland, start going against tax havens. Yeah. The right wing president in France nationalized the hospital. I thought about this before. But there's something starting to happen in Europe, even with the right. They are starting to change too, and the left. And the liberals are coming back. Oh yes, laugh at me. But the unions gain more and more members here in Norway every day. That comes to what you all know I'm going to talk about. All those people said enough for vote for Biden because it's not going to be a change anyway. Well, tell me, and you have to tell me clear, how are you going to solve the next four years? How? Because you're not... This is what I told early in the segment. When you do a choice, you also choose for everyone else. When you choose Trump, you choose his politics and politics over other people too. When you refuse to, to, to vote for the candidate who can stop him, you're making a choice for everyone else. You're like those conservatives going around in the streets and start blaming anyone else. 
they also choose for everyone else. They choose that that other people should let them get the disease because they don't believe in it. You are the same as them if you refuse to do the right thing in November. I wish the world was perfect. I wish, but it isn't. And sometimes you just have to take what you get. During the Second World War, Americans bragged that they, they won and they freed the world. But they didn't free the world alone. And they had to make compromises. When the United States was join, joining Defense Alliance NATO, they were not only democracies in NATO. No, Spain was not. Greece was not. And it was a lot of dirty deals on the table. But I think most people would be very glad that during the Cold War, we had NATO. So, people, if you don't want to compromise, okay. If you say, I don't, cannot make that choice because, because of my values and beliefs. Remember one thing. You're doing like the conservatives who are being assholes in the street. You are making choice for others. Maybe you will get away with it, but the rest of the world will not. This was Tron with Tron Thoughts Truth. Have a happy Armageddon. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. Yeah, always good. It is a happy choice. <laughs> happy. Uh, what was that song? Happy Sunny People. R.E.M. Do you remember happy, that song? S- happy Sunny People? H- happy Shiny People. Happy Shiny so, People. Yeah. Shiny. Yeah. Happy Shiny People, baby. Yeah. Okay. We have an email address it's another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com that's another digital citizen at gmail.com we are on twitter at podcast adc at podcast adc we are over a thousand people following us still maybe oh yeah for sure okay we we are a member of pod all the time network tell me about pod all the time network uh, helping pods, helping pods. So podcasts, helping podcasts. There's a bunch of different podcasts you can check out in the Pod All the Time Network. That's at Pod All the Time PN on Twitter. Another podcast in our podcast network, the Random Unnamed Podcast. Uh, we're two random guys talking about random topics at random times. A uh, new episode every Monday. Uh, check them out at at. Uh, check them out at at. Are you underscore podcast? Cool. Uh, we have also a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. It's an open Facebook group, so it's very easy to become a member if you're not a bot. Right. Uh, a couple. Last week we totally missed Jeremy. So what did he send? Sent something about the podcast uh, two weeks ago. He says, uh, I watched the first five episodes of Shit's Creek uh, last night. Uh, I really need character oh. development to happen more quickly. Have you seen the show, from? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I've I didn't, I didn't heard of it. I've never seen a single episode. Uh, yeah. You're, you say not so much? He's saying he needs character yeah, development no. more cl- quickly. He said, instead of every episode being you... Instead, every episode being Eugene Levy being weak and ineffectual, but only decent and smart person, his family being the worst possible people, and everyone else around them being just the dumbest caricatures possible. Uh, 
I don't think he liked it either. So maybe I'm going to uh, avoid watching Shit's Creek. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, a big fan. It's, 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 it's totally plausible and okay. I would get it, give it a 4 out of 10 maybe. Oh, just barely under average. All right. Some people yeah. probably would like it more than uh, you or Jeremy, but I'd have to check it out. Maybe I'd love it. He says, uh, well, this is from two weeks ago, so I don't really remember what this is in reference to, but he says, two guns on each hip. That's four guns total, Luke. Uh, oh, right, when we were talking about me being a cowboy. I remember this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're totally a cowboy. Uh, and then last week he sent us something saying, uh, Layla says she knows when Luke is going to say something, uh, quote-unquote, Cuckoo crazy when his voice changes, uh, even at 1.5 times speed. <laughs> she doesn't have to hear the words. She just knows he's diving into some dumb conspiracy theory, usually about the U.S. election process. <laughs> 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 I like that part where she doesn't actually, she doesn't listen to what I'm saying. It's just the tone of my voice. It, that's a con It's the conspiracy of the tone of my voice. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to move on from that. That's very, very funny. Have you seen anything on the TV? Yeah. Oh, yeah, TV uh, round. Uh, lots of TV this week. Um, where should we start? So Jeez. Uh, I guess some finales. <sighs> I'm going to start with some finales. Uh, Bless This Mess cool. finale, season two. Season two finale of that. Okay. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, it's just 2020 uh, Green Acres with Dax Shepard. Uh, I think Fro didn't like it, but then kind of liked it after he watched it a little bit more, right? Yes, that's 110% uh, yeah. correct. Overall, this season, I'd give a 6.5. It's a pretty standard American sitcom, but this one doesn't, doesn't have a laugh track. It's got funny parts, and it's got some not-so-funny parts, uh... Funny episodes and not-so-funny episodes. But like I said, 6.5, just barely above average. Nothing special, but still decent. I need to see season two. I have just seen season one. I probably will see this uh, this week. Uh, have you heard of a show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell? No, I have not. Oh, this is very, very, very funny. I've seen three seasons of this. Uh, there are four. Uh, <laughs> it is... Uh, um, you follow the uh, guy called Gary, one of the demons, and, and uh, his, uh, his uh, thread to uh, fix the career in, in hell. Uh, it is extremely extremely funny it has uh, some very good uh, dana snyder henry shabowski uh, craig uh, rowan eddie papayatoni matt Severato in it uh is this American? i will give it uh yeah okay. it's from adult swim all right um and i give the three seasons i've seen at least an eight it's very very funny Okay, Your cool. pretty face is going to help. Yeah. Is this a live action or is this a cartoon from Adult Swim? No, it's it's live action. Okay, cool. Uh, let's mm -hmm. see another finale I saw. 
this is a big one. I'm sure you saw it. Dev's season one finale. Yeah. Wow. Fucking hell, I love Dev's. It's so good. And such a great ending. Oh. I don't. I think this is a one season show. I don't know though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> How are they going to move on from that? Well, they have the blonde lady at the end. She's talking to the congresswoman or senator or whatever the lady is that's checking, you know, checking uh -huh. into the project. And she says, I just need your help to continue. So that is something they could do to, to keep the story going is uh, we continue in season two watching his life and her life in in where they are now at the end of the show, not to ruin anything. And then we continue outside right. of it. Um with the blonde lady and the government uh, still working on the machine. I will I I will say this. Uh, this is probably going to end up on my list of best shows this year. It yeah, is... it's definitely in, in the short list right now. I mean, it is still early in the year, but it's definitely on the short list for me. I mean, this gets a nine from me this season. And I liked, I honestly liked how short it was. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I liked that it had a limited amount of episodes that it made it feel special. And it didn't make it feel over the top or ridiculous. I liked the message of the story. Uh, yeah. I feel like... The religion aspect of it is very interesting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The whole religious aspect of the idea of heaven and what is heaven. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that whole idea is very cool, and it makes you think afterwards. It's a show that, like, you're thinking about the next day going, oh, yeah, th mm -hmm. this relates to that, and that relates to that. I give it a 9.5. Yeah. Like I said, I I will be very surprised if this doesn't end up... Uh, did you ever see uh, uh, a show uh, called Bosch? Uh, no, I've, I've seen the commercials for it, and I've never watched it. Okay, so it's about this kind of uh, Harry Bosch that is kind of like, uh, uh, he, he's an anti-hero hero. He's like a very, like, uh, uh, up sober uh, alcoholic that kind of uh, is on the edge of doing something wrong every fucking time. Uh, but season four uh, came out this uh, week and holy fuck that was good I love season one to three and they follow it up with a very good season of Bosch and I will give this season a nine wow okay uh, I've heard uh, good things about it but I just never watched it uh I mean, it's an LAPD. It's a cop show, but it's uh, the cream of the crop cop show. Right. I think that's why I never watched it. It just kind of looked like cop drama to me that is like a million right. other shows I've seen. Uh, something I know you've seen in the past, uh, McMillions. I got, I got to mm -hmm. see this finally. Uh, watched all the episodes. It was very bingeable, so super easy to binge. Um, yeah. Very similar to a lot of shows that we've seen lately as far as documentary shows go. Uh, they kept referring to it as a movie in the TV show. Yeah. Did you notice that? So I, I think know. they meant to make and this it... a movie, but it ended up being an HBO TV show. Um, but it's very it's cut as a movie as well, so it's kind of irritating at at points where where well they're interviewing one guy and he goes, "I didn't ever think this would be a movie," 
And it's like, right. clearly they meant for this to be a movie. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, what did you think about it? I really enjoyed it. I, I, uh, I grew up when that whole thing was happening in the news. Uh, I played mm. the game when I was younger. I never took it serious. I never was like, oh, I got to get everything. I'm got to go to McDonald's every day and buy something. That wasn't me at all. I just thought it was a silly little game. Um, but you hear the backstory and then everything that... Like, each episode, it gets deeper and deeper into this, like, crazy world of what was happening behind the McDonald's Monopoly game. And by the end of it, you're like, wow, this went way deeper than I even imagined. And at the end, I was going, I think maybe McDonald's knew more about this initially than they let on. Or somebody inside the corporation did. (laughs) This is definitely an inside job. (laughs) But they don't refer to it in that way in the show at at any point. But to me, I was like... No, I'm pretty sure this guy knew somebody in the McDonald's corporation that was helping him out at some point. Um, Just to get away with what he did get away with. Overall, I gave it a seven. I thought it was very good, but still kind of Mm -hmm. a standard documentary. I saw... I'm not sure what I'm going to call this. A reality show with... An extremely weird premise. This is called Too Hot to Handle. Did you watch this? I did. Well, I watched two episodes. Uh, uh, Okay. Yeah. So, the premise of the show is all these delicious people, very pretty people. uh, I I don't find any of them attractive, by the way. But I, I... I understand that they are trying to get for very, very glamorous people are coming to this island. It's Paradise Hotel. It's uh, Sex on the Beach. X on the Beach. Uh, It's uh, what was the last one that we forgot when we talked about this? Something. Love Island. Love Island. So the premise is all of that, but there is a twist. You're not allowed to kiss or have sex, or make up, uh, make out, or anything like that. Well, you can snuggle, is... I think it was like, they said snuggling right. was acceptable, but anything beyond snuggling, or like just, uh, even heavy petting would be considered, they would lose money, right? Is that how it works? Right. Yes. And uh, this is extremely weird, because it's pre-Christian propaganda, put in a reality show. Because I have seen many Christian propaganda things, and this is one of the worst things I have ever ever watched. See, I thought it was I, I thought it was just boomer propaganda. It's like, you know, the the evil uh, dating apps is what it was kind of like. You know what I mean? Oh, those evil dating apps on phones. It felt very boomer in that way to me. But it, but it, the, the the premise of it is very like new religion kind of stuff. It's like I can see that. Oh, the, the tasks they do like la- later in the show because I hate watched every fucking episode of this and I have I have no clue I wouldn't do it if uh, my other half wasn't interested in this to to be honest right okay and it'd be fun and, to watch uh, with somebody and, I mean there were entertaining characters in the reality show. Uh, I mean, like you said, the premise, they start off, I don't, did you say they start off with the prize money? Each one get has a certain amount of prize money at the beginning of the reality show. If they do anything to have sex or anything like that, they lose money for everybody's prize. 
And if some, I think if you have sex, you get kicked out, right? Right. So in the end, the one problem I had with it as a reality show is that there's not one winner. There isn't, it doesn't no. end up with a single person who wins the show, the game. No. Everybody can potentially win the game, everybody in the show. That makes it a little, it doesn't feel like the stakes are as high, right? And spo spoiler alert for a shit show, everybody almost wins. <laughs> like, because guess what? what? You just have to sit on your hands and you win. That's basically right. the problem yeah. with this concept. But but the, the my biggest problem is like, we learned something. We learned something about ourselves. I didn't get that we far. Right. That, right. We, we learned that we have to be careful uh, against women. Women are not only sex objects. We have now respect for women. It's like, I wanted to throw the fuck up watching this and i i have i have so it, this is so morally uh, ambiguous that i have no fucking clue how this is made and for who this is very pointing like i wouldn't surprise i wouldn't be surprised and i said that to my other half i said i wouldn't be surprised if this is made for newly religious people that uh, almost have just come to the faith and and are like Jesus I can see that. Yeah. But that is what show is for. I think it's more Occam's razor in the sense that somebody saw Love's Island Love Island and went, "Hey, let's make that show without sex." And that's all it really <laughs> that's all that really happened. But yeah, no, I'm giving this uh sweeping fucking zero and I watched Every episode of it. I don't think it's below a two. There aren't any audio errors, anything like that. It, I give it a three. Oh, I find it so fucking disgusting. Anyway, what else did you watch? Uh, let's see. What? Jeez. Oh, the Midnight Gospel. Uh, did you get to yeah. see this at all? I think it was Netflix. Yeah. Ne Netflix, right? Netflix. I think so. Yeah. Starring Duncan Trussell, from, I guess, mostly famous from the Joe Rogan podcast, really. Definitely. This is a weird show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I would really? enjoy it a lot more if I was on drugs. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I almost think this yeah. is just made for people on drugs. I don't think people who are sober yeah. should watch this show, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. There should be like a password you have to put into your TV that shows that you're on acid <laughs> to be able to even watch this program. Uh, that's funny. Uh, what do you think? But of yeah, that? no, I, 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 I didn't especially enjoy this, to be honest. No? Okay, why? It's not my no. It, it isn't my cup of tea. It's too out there. I mean, what would you say it's about? I guess. I'm not sure. That's the problem. I didn't get it. I, I didn't understand it. That's my biggest problem with it. I mean, I think it was just excerpts from, like, interviews he's done with people. Really? I think that's what that... the All, all the stuff in the background is him just doing interviews with people, and then they took okay. that audio and then animated something over the top of it. 
Yeah, because that's that's one of the things we didn't say. This is animated. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it definitely has a similar art style uh, to something I've seen before, but I can't put my finger mm. on it. Um, it. It's kind of about about like an alien who goes to different planets to like interview people, but it's with Duncan Trussell doing interviews with real people. <clears throat> I don't know, I'd compare it to, like, there was a Comedy Central show back in the day where they would take stand-up bits, and then they would animate them. Do you remember that show? No. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but they would take stand-up bits that people had done on stage, and then animate the story to them. Um, And this was similar, where it was just, like, a podcast interview, and then somebody went in and animated the interview, uh, what was going on in, in in the conversation. Overall, I gave it a six. It's all right, but uh, it's a little too weird. Like I said, if you were on drugs, you would really enjoy it. What did you give it? I gave it a four. Uh, I saw The Last Dance. Uh, This is about uh, uh, Michael Jordan and uh, uh, Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw the commercial for this. Yeah, it's a 10-part documentary uh, event. I saw two episodes and I'm out. I, I could care I, less about this. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. I'm not the right audience for this at all. Uh, I, I don't even know how to grade it because I couldn't give two shits about anybody on the show. So it's kind of... It's like... I watched it because I saw it was on Netflix. That's more or less why I saw saw two episodes of it. And I was like, okay, it's a documentary. I like documentaries. Let's see if it's interesting. But I couldn't give two shits. I really, really didn't care about this. So If you want to email us and let us know it. what episode they talk about the movie Space Jam, I'll go back and watch that <laughs> that episode because that would be interesting. But other than that, I'm not I'm not interested in it. Yeah, but I'm giving it a three because I don't care. I'm sure it's it's good for people that care, but I don't. Okay, uh, season two, episode one of a great show from last year, In the Dark. Oh, I'm so happy this is all back. <laughs> it's one. Of, it's a show that I didn't know how much I missed it until I started watching oh. episode one, and I was like, oh yeah, this show is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm so happy to have it back. Best female protagonist, like, on TV out there right now, for sure. Right now, yeah. Oh, definitely. She's amazeballs. I love this show. And I like how they continued right from where we left off with the... We ended with a phone call of her in the... She gets a phone call from this drug dealer at the end of season one. uh, Telling her that uh, she's got her on the hook, basically. And that's how we cliffhangered season one, and we opened season two with her in the hospital bed, still on the phone, which I was like, wow, we went direct, this is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I give this first episode a nine and a half. Uh, I give it an eight. I give it room to go up. Mm. Uh, What else did I watch? Uh, Black AF. Did you see this? No, I was going to watch it this week. I I just did not have time. I... I'm mostly watching McMillions. It's filled up a lot of my time, you know what I mean? So, Right. Uh, I saw two episodes and I'm out. 
<laughs> I saw the commercial for it, and it seemed like it could be interesting, but it also looked like it could be awful, so I'll let you know next week. But what do you think, okay. story-wise? Uh, story-wise, uh, I, knew, I knew some of Kenya Berry's story before that. Okay. And it, it is, it's, uh, but it, this is a scripted comedy, and it's like, I, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, I, I think I will uh, just leave it to you. I don't know. Do you know anything about this? I just saw the commercial for it. That's it. Yes, but do you know who Kanye Barris is? No. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I give it. Uh, 4.5, I guess. It's right under the middle for me as a scripted comedy. It's not super funny. It's not super lame either. All right, I only have one more thing. So if you've got anything else besides the one more thing that I'm sure we both saw, go ahead and... <laughs> that's, and that's why I've been saving it, because I only have one more thing as well. Okay, What We Do in the Shadows, Season 2, Episode 1 and 2... <laughs> I know Luke watched this because we talked about it when we watched Vampires. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I really like both episodes. I thought one episode was better than the other. So what funny. about you? Yeah, me too. I think the opening episode is good enough, uh, but the second one is definitely better. But uh, the first one with Gilmore uh, killing all the familiars to the other uh, uh, vampires, also being the vampire hunter uh, uh, from last season was right, very right. funny. Yeah, so, we found out last season he is related to Van Helsing, some like third cousin right. or something like that, and so he right. can't help but accidentally kill vampires all the time. It's very funny. <laughs> But uh, no, the second second episode is is better. I I can't wait. To I see mean, they're still this. top this so notch. Awesome. It's just one is better than the other. I wouldn't say it's bad in oh, yeah. any way whatsoever. Right? No, no, no. Oh no, no, no. N not at all. I I give the first one an eight. Uh, the other one eight and a half. I thought it was interesting that th these episodes were bringing in new character uh, new character types. Yeah. Because we have a zombie yes. for the first time in this, and then uh uh. What's a, a spell caster of some type who like can bring people right. back from the dead that creates the zombie to begin with? Necromancer. Uh, necromancer. Ne there you necromancer. go. Necromancer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and these are new t character types in the show because we've had vampires and other and werewolves, I believe, but this was the first necromancer mm. in the show, which was very funny uh, when they go back to get their money back. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Overall, I gave it a nine, but for both episodes as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We saved a very fun show to last. Because now we're going to talk about the next to last episode of Vampires. What is this episode about? Episode five called Everything is Possible in the World. Uh, Andrea and Elise undertake a daring mission to help the family... Uh, Nasir f vows to find out where Donya lives, and Scylla asked uh, Ladisa uh, to try, oh, to lay a trap. Right. This is, episode is the best so far. Yeah, it was an action-packed episode. There's a lot of... Yeah. Because uh, 
they're trying to get their mother back, but also they're trying to stay away from this other vampire family so they don't get attacked. But the, yeah. they need to save their mother who is in a hospital that's just yeah. a normal hospital. So they don't know this lady is a vampire. But they have to get her out uh, and try to save her life because obviously doctors aren't going to be able to save a vampire from burning in, in sunlight. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, uh, there are some very good storylines there about uh, uh, because the one brother bites his arm and gives the blood to the mom, but that doesn't help it. But uh, when our hero does it, uh, that has the mixed blood, it does help the mom. Like, so she has extra good... powerful blood. Like we said in the past, different right. bloods have different, like, drug healing prop. They have different properties. And apparently, Donya's mm -hmm. blood is, like, super special curative blood that, like, can bring people back from the dead, apparently. Uh, and then we had our f season finale, or our finale of, of this episode. Sorry, not season finale. We had the finale of this episode, which was definitely the biggest cliffhanger yet. Ooh. Even though last week was a huge cliffhanger, we thought the mom was dead. We find out this episode she didn't die. Well, she died, and they brought her right. back, basically, uh, using right. fish skin, which was very weird. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, uh, we see this room, which we've never seen before in the show, mm -hmm. and we see kind of... Uh, the light, there's the windows are all blacked out, so we know there's something in there that's vampire esque. And we see some kind of person or child or something chained up, uh, walking around in this dark room. So, we next episode, yeah. are gonna find out what this chained up creature is. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to see the, the next episode. I really hope it ends with a bang. They really have a lot to wrap up in one episode, to be yeah. honest. Like, a lot of stuff. And they just added a new character <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, so it's I like, know. wow, okay. You got a lot to wrap up. Uh, I, I I think there will be a season two. Uh, based on what we have seen, I, I I don't think they will be able to wrap everything up. I mean, it's possible. I just, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, what could happen is um, the ch the chained up per person that we're seeing is like uh, a member of the family that's the bad family, and right. the chained I, up. I go ahead. Yeah. No, I said uh, I I think it's the dad. Right. I'm. This is what my theory is that it it's kind of a bane scenario. You know what I mean? Where. Right. Uh, this is their bane and they bring it out uh, to attack the other family. It's like they're, mm -hmm. it's the second to last boss. They have to beat this like demon creature vampire and then they get to go after wow. the main family. I'm thinking that might be our final episode. That could make it work. And all of a sudden we are more than me and Luke. Hello, Bill. Hello, Fro. Hello, Luke. Hi, Bill. And that was the only one here. Uh, okay, let's move on. Um, there, uh, we are going to do... Uh, what? What? What was that? I hear a lady. <laughs> it's not a sausage factory. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tilly. Hey, Fro. Hey, Bill. Hey, Luke. Hey, everybody. Hi, Tilly. Hello. Okay. So we have the Eurovision Club uh, now in session. Clip, clip. <laughs> 
So uh, let's do some uh, Eurovision news before we do the t- tournament. Uh, address Europe and an alternative to Eurovision 2020. Norway to find their own Eurovision cont- uh, Song Contest 2020 winner. The Norwegian broadcaster NRK has announced that the series of show leading up to a special broadcast of Eurovision uh, Europe Shine a Light due to air the 16th of May. Every Saturday from the uh, 18th of April, NRK will broadcast a total of four shows that will be looking at the memorable songs, the most spectacular performance, and the wildest costumes scene of Eurovision. The, uh, the three show will be hosted by Marta Skorsta. Together with the panel, they will share their opinions and determine a winner. So that will be cool. Determine a winner of what? Of of all the best uh, costume, the most wildest uh, performance from of the, all time from pa- past Eurovisions, right? Okay. Right. Yes. And has this started already? Because it says the eighteenth of April. No. Twenty second. No. Yeah. What? So <laughs> it's 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 it started four four days ago. But don't ask me about it because I don't give two fucks. It's a clip uh, show. Right? Basically. It's a clip show, yeah. yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know the best of You've seen them all. Clip show. Lame. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> so, I think we will do it like this. Because we are three people on the line. I will uh, say your name and then we will go on. So, the tournament is this. We will now determine the winner of Eurovision 2020, according to Luke, Bill, and Tilly, because I'm the one that picked this fucking song, so I'm not allowed to vote, even though I think I know the winner. In the end, so, there is a possibility we could come to a three-way tie. It's very, it is possible, very unlikely, but in the possible. event we do, Fro will be the tiebreaker. But you did get, right. get to pick the 12 songs out of, what, 40-something songs? Um, so, yeah. 41. 41, yeah. I'm interested so in fir- be the winner. Sorry? I'm interested in who you think is going to be the winner. And there's no way of us really... It's not like you can write it down and then show us afterwards. <laughs> I Do you know what? I will... Uh, does anybody know binary code? No. No. Okay. Okay. Do you know binary code, uh, Luke? Uh, not off my, not off the top of my head for sure. No. Okay, then I will. I will write it in, in in uh, binary code. Then, winner. Okay, winner. Bill will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I will copy that to the chat. Don't cheat and. Uh, and uh, try to translate it back because I would be cheating. And there you have the winner. Okay, let's go through this tournament. I wrote it in binary code. That's how uh, silly I am. Uh, let's go through the uh, contestants. The first contesting uh, out is a little known country called Norway. It's Ulrich. Branster with her song Attention against uh, one of um, another very good country. It is Eden Alain with Fakir Libby from Israel 
And I will go to Tilly first. Easy. Absolutely easy. Israel, Fekalibi. That's definitely the better of the two. What what the what was it that got you with the song? Um well I've I've rated them all out of ten so I knew where I stood and so I could remember. But I've listened to it like three times now. And it's a proper yeah. like Calypso type Mardi Gras carnival type song. And they play the kalimba, the thumb piano, and I love that. And I could just imagine putting it on when there's a barbecue, if we ever get this lockdown lifted and can have people over for a barbecue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, what about you, Luke? Uh, I gotta go Norway. Uh, I really like that song. Uh, what? It. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was it that got you with Norway? Uh, prob- mostly the the singer herself, like she's got a really good voice, and then the message of the song I think I liked, and maybe the stage pre- presence helped. Okay, so this will be very interesting then, because I have no clue who ever voted. This is con- uh, I have no clue what people have voted. So, Bill, you will have the, the determined uh, voice <laughs> who will be the winner. Yeah, I do. Um, this one, comparing the two, it, it's a little bit different. They both have different styles of music, obviously. So, you know, you, you can't really compare the. I mean, you could try to compare, but I don't think it's possible. But at the end, for me, I liked Norway more than I did Israel. So I'm going to go with Norway as my vote. Okay. <laughs> boring she's just attention seeking and it, no you're all wrong you're both wrong uh shall i tell you what i i would would vote it is that interested at, a, at all i would go with tilly i would actually vote israel here really bro no. should start yeah. voting <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> hard to compare because it is like comparing apples to oranges because they're very different. But come on, like depressing in there. I want some attention. Or <laughs> but she has a—you have to admit she has a really good voice. Like her her ability to uh, enunciate high, at high notes and everything is pretty amazing. Yeah, but we're not we're not critiquing on their their technique. It's about the song and the everything. I think that is part of the song, but okay. Well, it is. <laughs> but you can be a really still sing a shit song, as proof right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the discussion that I really, really wanted. Okay, uh, now we're going to go to uh, Lithuania, and it is the r- Roop on Fire <laughs> against uh, uh, Victoria. Tears, uh, getting sober from Bulgaria. I will go with Luke first. This is a hard one because I don't really like either of these songs. Um, but I think I prefer Victoria uh, f- from Bulgaria. Okay. Because I, I, she kind of a Billie Eilish ripoff, but she is the song itself is pretty good. Okay. Cool. Uh, I will go uh, to Bill. Yeah, I gotta agree with 
Luke, this is this is a pairing where neither one was good. Like I didn't have him in my top half. Um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Victoria on this one. I thought the song was more moving, and I thought the, the there was a message to it, and I thought the visuals were very good as well. I know that's not a factor into it, but I just thought watching between the two, Victoria had me more than the Roop did. Okay. Uh, Tilla? No, they're wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the, the okay. Thing, it was hilarious. They it were, is fucking funny. Yeah, like you've got to watch the video. You couldn't even, but even listening to it, I had to take my headphones off and make Dick listen to him say "man," because the way he was singing is also hilarious. And yeah, the, the other one, the tears getting sober, didn't make any sense. And again, really depressing. What's with the depressing? It's Eurovision. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there there is a lot of songs in there uh, that are I don't know maybe it's Fro's picks maybe Fro likes these kind of songs Fro maybe uh, yeah I would have, I would have voted Lithuania so I'm with Tilly again oh okay <laughs> Fro knows <laughs> yeah I know I'm the expert here <laughs> I don't mind if I lose all my favorite picks. Because <laughs> I am gonna win, like out of this whole tournament, and they're already out. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, then we go to Montegin, but Montaigne, Montaigne, however you say her name. Uh, Don't break me from Australia against uh, uh, Azerbaijan, and Azerbaijan has. Uh, I lost it. Cleopatra uh, by F80. And I will go to Bill first. Oh, this is a no brainer for me. I'm giving this to Azerbaijan. Yay! Because with us, because here's my thing because these were the first two that I watched. The lady, the, the young lady from Australia, she had nothing it just was like so bland so dull as soon as you know like i watched it i was like this person's got no shot whereas with ifandi i was like she's got my attention she's got you know she i'm gonna i'm gonna use a sports term here she's a five tool player she's got everything you <laughs> want i think she could go far in this so i, I give my vote to Effendi. luke uh, i think tilly's next actually okay tilly all right well thank you ladies first and all that yeah i'm i'm the same i think I Azerbaijan, definitely. The Australian one. Like, what What was that? Yeah. She wasn't, like, the singing, very... singing before, how, you know, it's not everything, but you need mm. to be able to sing. And the song wasn't great, and the costume, just wearing a tutu around your neck and putting some... That was my exact <laughs> critique the first time I saw it. Why are you wearing a tutu around your neck? 
Weird <laughs> <laughs> Halloween costumes and made them work. There, there was no excuse for that. She could have just anything. <laughs> that. I, I definitely agreed with this one, uh, with the other two as well, by the way. Yeah. And I actually got this so one. You, Likely a bad dress. So, so you would say Azerbaijan as well? I really like the parts where it goes into the dark, uh, like, guttural yes. singing, and then it yes. changes the yeah. make. I mean, the music video doesn't matter. It changes into this makeup where she's, like, all black with, like, the whatever uh, Illuminati symbols all over her face. Very cool. When she's doing the chanting. Right, right, right. Is it is it Buddhist chanting? I have no idea. It's, you know, it's Azerbaijan, so it might be something local to that area, is my guess. I'm sure it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a Buddhist chant, like a Buddhist prayer that they do over and over and over again. And I would try and recreate it, but I would get it wrong and I would offend so many people. I'm going to shock you all three and say that I actually disagree with all three of you. I think, uh-huh. I think Australia is better. And that's me personally. I, I listen to the Australian song. I agree that the live performance that you saw was shit, but the studio cut is amazing. Um, so she needs. Uh, uh, sorry. So she needs editing. She needs the the auto tune and things, or at least time to take it and take it and take it so that it sounds all right. Yeah, I I I wouldn't go that far, but but uh, I I I think I think the performance. She had that night was uh, atrocious, and and she sings right. uh, she sings false at 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 point where where it is uh, very I- irritating to listen to, but I I think the song on on itself is a better uh, song, but that's that's me personally. Um, okay, then we're going to uh, Switzerland, and it's your tears. With Rusbanzi uh, Moi, uh, against uh, Poland, uh, that is uh, Alicia with Empires. And it is Luke first. I just had a question about this Poland song. This is the first time I heard it this week. Aren't there rules against uh, political statements in the songs in Eurovision? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It's, this seems pretty political to me, but... Uh, mm-hmm. It's quite I, worldwide, though. It's not, like, specific. I guess that's true. It's not specific to one place. I mean, there, it looked like an American soldier in the background to me, but th- that's all I'm saying. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Poland, though. I think it. I, I like that song better, me personally. Okay. Uh, yeah, Poland for me, too. It was... It wasn't great. It was. I put it. It was slow but moving, and um, mm. the message that it had. Um, what was the one it was going for? The uh, Switzerland one. Yeah. So all I for that was it was boring, and <laughs> we we watched the video for it, and I just put glitter eyebrows and boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill. Um, you know. With, I'm just gonna say this with Switzerland, it was a very. I, first off, I'll say if we were doing this based on video, just like the video alone, I think Switzerland would have yeah. gotten 
boat. Yeah. Okay. But when you're comparing both songs, Poland has the better song. I, I really do. And I thought she was someone who, you know, if the competition was going, might have a shot to making it towards the end. I don't know if she would have made it at the end, but I think she would have been one that could have almost made it. Like top 10. Yeah. Yeah. At least top 10. From the music videos, to me, when it comes to Eurovision, it seemed like her music video could translate better directly to stage than his music video could as well. Yeah, I totally agree with all three of you. My vote would go for Poland as well. I like it better. Uh, and I, I do think I think it would uh, definitely win uh, votes. And I think it had, uh, sadly, a very good chance of, of winning. Then we have uh, Romania with Roxanne, Alcohol You, against uh, Ukraine's Gua uh, Solve and uh, it is Tilly. Wow. Do you wanna do you wanna know my notes for Romania's alcohol you? Yes. I, I just put depressing and then in capital letters, nope. <laughs> what a weird name for a song. So so not that one. I didn't know, no. But to be fair, I wasn't too keen on the Ukraine's one either. But I did score it higher. I like that it was sort of folky. It had the feel of, you know, this is this is the Ukraine and this is tradition about it. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and, and uh, I'm not going to try to convince people, but uh, the Gotol, uh, like when she goes, yeah, 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 like that thing was very like that uh, stands out very much in in that uh, song. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Who? I'm going to go with Romania on this one. I felt there was more emotion in that song. I looked at it as oh. this is a tale, a story about someone who may have lost a person that's dear to them because of alcohol. And right. you know they could have done everything they could, but in the end, alcohol was too much. Of a power, wow. plus, plus with the plus with the Ukraine one, I just really couldn't get into it. So I'm gonna give my vote to Romania. Ooh, interesting. Okay, uh, that means that Luke has the deciding vote. This is a hard one because both songs have negatives to me. Uh... It's like which one? There's one that sounds like a car- somebody singing it on karaoke, and the other one is depressing as fuck. <laughs> uh, this uh, another kind of, this uh i've got Bi- billy eilish feelings from romania uh, the singer yeah uh tone of voice look everything else i didn't think they were going for like she somebody had died from alcohol i thought it was she got drunk and was calling her ex-boyfriend or something i thought that's what the song was about okay i uh, thought it that she was to so she wasn't thinking about him oh is that what it was okay I don't know. Well, we've got different things from it. Because so I sense. think she's in the song. She, it was a play on words where she's saying, "I'll, I'll alcohol you," meaning "I'll call you." Is what she was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's what I got from it. The other song, <laughs> while very interesting and very mm, localized to the Ukraine, uh, I don't think the lady was a very good singer. Or I mean, it, maybe it's just her style. 
but it almost sounded just like she was talking. Does that make she sense? She could have given her nightmares. She... So I put, like, karaoke. You know when somebody's right, on right, karaoke, right. shout the words. But then if you throat singing and singing, I think that's sort of the style anyway. Right. I think it's her yeah. style of singing, yeah. And definitely they have a, a, a interesting stage presence, is the way I'll put it. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. she could be typecast into some role where she was in a Harry Potter series, I think. Uh... <laughs> in the ladies' toilets of a goth nightclub, like when you stand in washing your hands. Right. She would be in that scene in Blade where they're having... She would be the nightclub person in Blade, right. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Bill, I guess, because uh, or I'm gonna have to go with Romania as as the winner, I think, because I think it's catchier than wow. the other one. Yeah. I to- I totally agree with Dylan, of course. Down by songs. I like songs that. Something. Do you think that that, okay. that Ukraine would yeah. have gone far in the actual Eurovision, though? No. Okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No way they would. They wouldn't even fucking qualify. But I love it. I, right, I, okay. I fucking love it, yeah. Compared to uh, then we... that one on and have a listen and a look again and be sort of like, oh, what is that? And I was like, what? What language should I speak in the Ukraine? And what is that? What's the behind <laughs> this? Is there something? But I, I didn't do that with Romania. I just went, oh, shoot myself in the face. Then we have Dadi and Gangomangnikug. Think about things from Iceland against Little Big uh, with Uno from Russia. And I will give it to Bill. All right, I'm going to use a fro saying here. I'm going to say something very controversial. This, mm-hmm. I think, is the hardest pick of round one because I agree. Thank you. Because I think both of these bands were very good. The songs were very good. I, I enjoyed them both, and yeah. I think both of them honestly would have been there at the end for me yeah for me what it came down to is which band would i listen to more you know like who would whose songs would i go with more who would i buy more albums of right Uh and i think for me my vote goes with iceland because it had it had a little bit of that nerdiness but it also had that 80s style of music which i really like and the way the song came out was really good and the fact that you know they had three key guitarists because it is a key guitar you know and and it was just very good i enjoyed both of them but i liked iceland more tell me well i i agree that they are they're very Sort of, they're similar. We were comparing apples to oranges earlier. This is comparing strawberries to strawberries. I mm-hmm. I voted. I put them both at eight out of ten. That's how close they were in my head. I liked Iceland's one. I liked that they were all wearing like eight-bit cartoon characters of themselves, and they did a <laughs> dance, and they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't taking themselves seriously. 
but Russia's Uno. Although they kept forgetting, they were counting in Spanish, and they <laughs> <laughs> they did eventually, <laughs> but they kept skipping it and just doing one, two, four, five. Like, what? No, one, two, four. What? No, where's where's the three? <laughs> but from the video, there's there's a larger man who is their dancer. <laughs> and I can honestly, I can see this being a future gay anthem. I can really see it in any of the gay clubs and stuff. I, you know, you just need a margarita. Hmm. I, I, I'm going with Russia. Damn. Oh. It's very, it's wow. Very it's really your It's like so. He, here's the here's the thing. I know Luke loves both of them. <laughs> These are like nine out of nine, nine out of ten on yeah. song for me. So I, it's like I, I know that Luke loves both of them. I wanted you guys to agree, so I wouldn't have to do this. Um, <laughs> this is like the battle of the titans between these two songs. Like, yeah, really camp. One's camper than the and they are both very, very Eurovision. They are. Yeah, and one they they both have like a comedic element to them for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. They're ba both very catchy. I think, or the straight. Gay vote or hipster vote. <laughs> I think either one could win. Like if it, if they were separated. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I picked, I, I, Fro gave me the things and I put these through a randomizer and this is just how they ended up. Um, I'm going to have to go with Iceland, I guess. I think yes. I'm going to oh go my with, God. I'm going to go with Bill's logic oh that, uh, it's a band that I would listen to more of, uh, than Little Uno. But that's and not what Eurovision's about. <laughs> Nobody buys the album of a Eurovision. <laughs> in in the chat, it says in binary code, Russia will win. Ah. Uh, yeah, I I really 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 thought you would uh, all chose uh, Russia, so I was fucking wrong, and that would be my vote against a song I love. I love both of this. This is like. Choosing between my kids, I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did not want to have to make that choice at all. Oh, uh, this would be in the final for me. Yeah. Uh, we will talk a little about that. Okay, uh, one step closer to uh, who's going to win because it's semi-final time, and we're going to mix it up because we are going to go with Bill first. Bill, it's Norway, and that was Ulrike with attention against one uh, Bulgarian, uh, and that was Victoria with tears getting sober. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> depressing song versus depressing song. I. I, I, I agree with the kid, definitely. Green. <laughs> uh, Sorry. He's voting I, green. Gonna, yeah. She's voting green. I'm gonna go Norway on this one. Okay. I will ask Tilla Billy. See, I don't. I. I have no idea because I put both of these at two, and I didn't really like either of them. But I'll, I'll go with Bulgaria. 
at least she's not attention seeking. Okay. Okay. How that do I keep getting going uh, last? Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a meanie. I guess That's so. Why. Okay. Uh, I keep making the decisions here. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Norway. I think she's got a stronger mm-hmm. voice more than anything else. Okay. Cool. So we are getting uh, rid of uh, uh, Victoria. Okay, then we have uh, Azerbaijan. And Azerbaijan uh, was Cleopatra by Efidi versus uh, Poland. And Poland was Alicia with Empires. Luke, I will let you go first then. Okay. Um... These are both very strong vocal songs. One's more poppy and catchy, and the other one's kind of... I guess they'll use the word depressing, political, whatever you want to call it. So I think I'm going to go Azerbaijan. Okay. Uh, Billy. I'm actually on fist-pumping right now, because Azerbaijan's the clear winner in this. The Polish one was good, but Azerbaijan all the way. Like Cleopatra? I liked it. <laughs> uh, Bill? As much as my family's ancestry will probably haunt me tonight, I am going with Azerbaijan. It was the much better song. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with both Norway and, and Azerbaijan, by the way. Then we have Romania. Uh, so we're, we're taking with Poland. Uh, so now we have, uh, oh, this is going to be interesting, Alcohol You by Roxanne. Uh, we're against Iceland uh, with Didi and Gargudidi Think About Things from Iceland. So, Bill. Who? This is a tough one. But after listening to both... I am going to go with Think About Things for Iceland. Okay. Uh, Luke. Uh, I got to agree with Bill. I got to go Iceland as well. I think it's... I don't even... I didn't have a hard time with this one at all. I think it's a far stronger song than Romania, to be honest. And Tilly? Well, it's between Nope and 8 out of 10. So, I'm going with Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we have Norway. It's uh, the final. Pew, pew, pew. I would pick uh, Iceland, uh, by the way. Uh, so, it's Norway against Azerbaijan, and I would go with uh, Tilly. Easy. Azerbaijan all the way. Oh, wait a minute. Did you, did you forget Iceland in, is in this? No, oh, we do a three-way... It's a three-way tournament here at the end. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you went with Azerbaijan? Uh, Luke. I'm going to go Norway. What? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, then we have Bill. I'm going to be honest. Norway or Azerbaijan? Don't be honest. These were my top three. Wow! After listening, wow, to all. cool. So I got, the, so I got the final three right. After thinking about it, 
I'm gonna go with Azerbaijan. Okay. Wild. <laughs> Tilly is very happy about that. Uh, then we have Azerbaijan versus Iceland, and I will go with Luke. I'm gonna go uh, Iceland on this one. And I will go Tilly. Azerbaijan. <laughs> oh, they were 8.5 and were 8. So. Yeah. Wow, okay. And, and then I will go with Bill with the deciding vote again. My god. These were like my two personal favorites. It's like picking my favorite nephew. <laughs> um, well, one of them's got to die. Welcome to the dark tournament. Really? <laughs> the dark side. Yeah. One of them will die at the end of this tournament. <laughs> wow. Oh, but yeah. I'm sorry. Um. Mm. They're both good. They're both such good songs. They really are. Now, if I now, can I just ask? And I'm just asking. Yes. If I vote for Azerbaijan, are we doing the third matchup no matter what? Or is it yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I'd have to go Azerbaijan, but just barely. barely. Wow. Okay. There was. Ah. 0.5 of a point in it for me, but you've definitely chosen right. Well done. Whoa. Then we have uh, Norway against Iceland, and I will go to Tilly first. Iceland. Definitely Iceland. And funny. Yeah. Then I will go uh, Bill. Iceland. Okay. And this is this would have been the the pick for me that would have been the two mm -hmm. hardest ones. I think the top three for me out of this whole bracket would have been Norway, Iceland, and Russia. Um, I'm actually surprised by the winner, but I would probably go Iceland over Norway. So yeah, I agree with that last one. Yeah, but yeah, we have a winner, and it is with great. Uh, proud, I can say the winner of Eurovision 2020 is Afida with Cleopatra from yeah. Azerbaijan. Hey, and I will, I will tell you, it was my second choice for the winner. So I thought this I, was a dark horse. I was, I'm so surprised to be honest. Really? I'm not at all. Yeah, no, I'm not at all. It's a banging song. It is very it is good. A, yes. See, I thought Israel. Israel was my top scorer, and then Iceland, Russia. So I guess yeah, our top. I had. I had. Sorry, go ahead. I had my. Uh, I had Israel in the final. I had uh, Australia in the final, and I had Russia in the final. So that's kind of funny. And I guess our top three, Azerbaijan obviously number one, Iceland would end up being number two, and Norway would end up in, yeah, end up number three. Num 
number three. Yeah. So thank you, Tilly. Was this fun? It was very fun. And it was quite amusing to see the American sort of decisions on Eurovision. Because we don't get them. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not even European. It doesn't count. Only my opinion counts, really. <laughs> she should have gotten two votes. Yeah. It's like fun. <laughs> you should have gotten three votes because you, I decided I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you for being on, Tele. Uh, Bill, was this one? It was. I'll say this. I honestly, after listening through all the songs, prefer the artists from Europe than here in the United States. I really do. They were much more fun to listen to, much more entertaining. I'd listen to these artists over and over again. Wow, and that's just Eurovision. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the best. They're the unknown, the unknowns. Thank you, Bill and Tilly. That was fun. That was fun. A totally unexpected scary. winner for me, at least. I didn't see it coming. Apparently, yeah. everybody else did but me, so... It's a very good song, though. It is. It's just the first time I heard it this week, and there were other ones that yeah. I'd listened to a lot more, so I think I kind of favored them over that one, but... Mm. Yeah. Probably. Uh, hey, I've seen some movies this week. Uh, do you want to hear the weirdest one first? Okay. Yeah, I saw Jerry Springer, the Oprah, this week. Uh, this oh, is the from Opera. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from 2005. I have never heard of I... this before this week. N me neither, no. Uh, so it's it's the story of the uh, they have a job of Jerry Springer, uh, including a man that wants to dress up as a baby, a man with three lovers, and one of them is transsexual, and a fat woman that wants to be a pole dancer. So, yeah, Jerry Springer, the opera. <laughs> okay. Uh... And 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 then something very special happens. I'll not spoil it, but it is fucking amazing. I give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> I loved it. I saw a Prime video movie. Uh, okay. Directly from there, Salaya uh, and the Spades, uh, which was about Salaya and the Spades. Salaya. S E L A H. Salaya? Salaya. Salaya. It's kind of a coming of age story, except like in a private boarding school. Uh, but in this private boarding school, each, like, you know, there's like the different sections of people in, in high school where there's like the cheerleaders, the jocks, the right. people who uh, are the uh, drama nerds, the AV tech kids. Everybody, each group sells a different kind of drugs but they all know each other sell drugs and they stay out of each other's way so like the cheerleaders might sell weed and the drama nerds might sell cocaine but they don't like cross right. each other's paths it's like a gang turf war in this private high school over drugs uh and that's really what it's all about is the turf war between these people and then one of the cheerleaders she's a senior in high school so it's about her passing the torch down to the next drug-dealing cheerleader uh, to take over her spot as the leader of the group. Um, it's interesting. Very artsy. Incredibly uh, film 
film school type film, like very uh, Cannes Film Festival feeling to it. Um, I gave it a 6.5. It was enjoyable and fun, kind of slow in that artsy way where like very long, slow, flowing camera shots, which I did enjoy, but it slowed down the pace of the action. Uh, but yeah, I think you might enjoy it, Fro. I think you would, you would uh, give it a shot and maybe uh, have fun with it, but maybe not anything super exciting. Well, it's definitely better than uh, another movie that I saw this week that you sent me. Um, but we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> um, me and... And Jeremy saw Phantom of the Opera. It's a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's very, very good, and I like it a lot. Was this a movie version or a stage version? It it was the stage version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yes, so... Um, yeah, me and Jeremy had very fun on Sunday. Thank you for doing that with me. So, that was the movie I saw this week. I saw one other one last night, which is free on YouTube. If you want to go find this and watch it, Fro, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, mm. Executive producer Michael Moore. This is a documentary about uh, climate change, but also about... Um, renewable energy which i think you we've talked a lot about renewable energy and i think from what i've heard of your stance on it i think you would really enjoy this documentary uh called planet of the humans okay uh directed by jeff gibbs uh written directed uh narrated by this guy jeff gibbs uh it's actually on the michael moore youtube channel so you can get it there for free i really enjoyed it it talks a lot about how uh to things like uh solar energy we think of it as like renewable but when you look at how you create they go into how you actually make a solar panel and what uh, it takes to make a solar panel and that right. making a solar panel is actually dirtier than just using uh, right. gas to begin with or whatever else uh that right there's all these different ways in which the oil and gas company have kind of gaslighted us into believing that these things are for our own right. good but they're really just helping the gas and oil companies uh, as far as I renewable said, energies, said, yeah, yeah, I said that about the electric car as well. Right, they like go the into that. They making. go into that about Tesla, yeah. about wh how much uh, it takes to it's make a, a, a Tesla <laughs> yeah. um, uh, electric car. They go a lot into the Koch brothers, yeah. talking about what the Koch brothers do uh, as far as uh, oh, their oh. why they invest into renewable energy when they're whole business model is not to have renewable energy why would they be involved in it mm. it goes into who created earth day and which is i th think today actually earth day's today it goes into earth day about like who created it and what the purpose was behind earth day and that earth day is actually all just a big scam uh and remind you this is oh, yeah. on the michael moore youtube channel so it's coming from a left-leaning perspective just pointing out mm -hmm. that uh, this whole, a lot of this renewable energy stuff is just a big scam. Uh, I think you would really enjoy it for, like I said, Planet of the Humans on the Michael Moore uh, YouTube page. Hey, if you're going to make your dad watch something, and you would uh, make him watch something crazy, what would you make him watch? I will tell you what you would make him watch. Corona Zombies. 
And we are going to talk about that movie right now. Breaking news. Coronavirus. Round zero of the virus. Tell me when you think this, this is the porn parody, by the way. Well, it already looks like a porn, just by the actress and the camera uh, quality. The camera quality looks porn, porn camera quality. It is so porn parody. Corona zombies. She just doesn't have a shirt on now. <laughs> oh, this movie. Well, I mean, they had to have made it really fast. I'm not surprised that it's not. not... Stop touching your face. What? That was just like a movie from the 70s. I know. <laughs> <laughs> was that Willy Wonka or what's his name? The guy who played Willy Wonka in the 70s. Oh, this movie. None of this is, like, this is all footage from the 70s. <laughs> this is all just from some other movie, and then they cut in, like, that. Yes, yes. That was from George Romero. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love this movie so fucking much. It's available on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, <laughs> Xbox One, and Google Play, everybody. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Look, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Jeez, uh, do we? I don't even know. I oh, I guess I got a description here, uh, barely, because it's hard to even find a description of this. But ditzy damsel, damsel in distress, uh, toilet paper famine, inept world leaders, mass media gone wild, a virus from hell, and hordes of ghouls hungry. For human flesh combined in a full moon's maniacal horror comedy hybrid, Corona Zombies, part irreverent satire, part gonzo Italian zombie movie remix, oh. a full moon mania, Corona Zombies takes aim at the madness surrounding the crazy times we're all living in. So it's like a, you know, it's a parody uh, hybrid. <laughs> That's why they say hybrid because it just steals from like old mov old zombie movies and stuff. Mm hmm. Oh, it's so good. I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. Uh, what did you think of this? Because you saw this from. Uh, I want to hear what other people thought first. Oh yeah, what so other people? Some, I didn't even think about that. Movie. Right. Uh, I went to the IMDb. I went. They do have a Facebook page. There just wasn't anybody talking about this movie on it. Wasn't any reviews. Really? Wasn't any comments on any of their posts. Uh. <laughs> But Jocula five nine nine one two one two zero on IMDb mm -hmm. gave it a ten out of ten and says, "If you watch this movie expecting anything less than zany hilarity, don't bother <laughs> watching it. If you review this movie based solely on its name in to place judgment upon it, you need a life. If the title alone <laughs> indicates that it's not to be oh, the title alone indicates that it's not to be taken seriously. Just watch it for a laugh." Uh, where mode 17 gave it a one out of 10. It's a messy mashed up mashup of unrelated former projects and film presented as a film. Please just yep. stop full moon. Full moon is the production company. Uh, right. Two out of 10 from Christopher Paul Scott, uh, a complete mess, barely an hour 
long with a bad dub over unrelated footage. Not even so good it's bad. <laughs> Two stars just for the curiosity factor. I... I I said to my dad, hey, do you want to see one of the worst movies ever made? And my dad said, no. Okay, do you want to see one of the worst ever movies ever made that is called Corona Zombies? And my dad said, no. And I said to my dad, do you want to watch it if I promise that I tell everybody that you watched it with me on the podcast? And he's like, okay. Uh, this is my dad. My dad, uh, uh, after ten minutes, he was like, "Okay, I'm not going to watch this." So he gave up. But I watched. <laughs> I I watched all of it, and I have to say, I fucking loved it. It is atrociously bad. It is atrociously cut. It is atrociously acted. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I gave this movie a 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite movies of this year. I, and I say that without any hesitation or irony at all. I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, loved it. Prototype 05939 says, 8 out of 10. It symbolizes my output from this work from home things best I can give uh, already B rated before since thus copying this and that put, put it in there somewhere. And Viola uh, so-called movie is done. <laughs> that is more or less. It is. It is like this cut here, this cut here, this cut here. And it's like, uh, the editor, uh, we, we talked on being on an acid trip before on this podcast. Like, the editor of this movie had to be high on something. Because it's, I, I, I mean, I have no editing skills, and I would probably do a better work. And, I, of course, if you go into this, uh, like, thinking it will be... Uh, one of the best movies of the world. Of course it isn't. But I loved it for what it is. It is so campy. Okay. Uh, let's do some plugs. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free Audible trial. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. And if you cancel... Uh, before the 30 days is up, you get to keep the audiobook, and it helps us out, even if you cancel. Yeah, do it. Uh, they have changed their interface, and their app interface is now very, very much easier to get through. Oh, cool. They just did a huge update on their website as well. So I, I find Audible so much easier to, to go through right now. I, I really loved uh, the change they have done. As well, go check it's, out that wrestling show starring Fro and Bill, who you heard earlier in the podcast. Yeah, where we are going to talk about Hulk Hogan. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. I'll send you the, the, the link. You sent yeah. me the link. All right. Oh, yeah, you did send me the link. I already saw that. Right, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, anything else, Jeremy Round? Anything interesting? I know I've got something interesting. Okay, come on. I saw Aliens this weekend. 
That was fun. Yeah. I mean, UFOs. Uh, <laughs> I went outside. What? Uh, what day was it? It must have been Saturday, because well, when when did we we got together on Saturday? Saturday so yeah. it must have been Friday. Yes. Uh, Friday, I went outside at night at like ten o'clock, right around ten o'clock, and I look up mm. in the sky and I see like a meteor or something, and I was like, oh, it must be a satellite or a meteor. There was actually supposed to be a meteor shower that night. But I'm like, that doesn't look like a meteor. It's moving too slowly. It's like a very going in a very straight line, so it must be a satellite. And then I see another one behind it. And another one behind that. And another one behind that. And for like probably 10 or 15 minutes, I must have saw 40 to 50 of these things all in a line going. And a lot more people saw this in Oregon. Uh, and it freaked them out because all the news stations here started getting calls. What the hell is that thing in the sky? Are there aliens? coming to attack us it says here uh this is from nbc5 in medford we got a lot of calls from our newsroom thursday night about weird things a weird string of lights in the sky it was not aliens uh according to findstarlink.com it was caused by the sun reflecting off of spacex starlink satellites uh they were visible for portions of the western united states last thursday night including oregon i yeah i saw it uh friday so it was weird. I was like, what is going on? Am I, what is happening? I, I, it, you know, when you see people and they're like, you're like, how did they not get their phone out in time to film something? I'm sitting there looking mm. up and like after five minutes, I go, oh shit, I should go try to grab my phone. I didn't even, I'm just so going like, what the hell is that? I didn't even think about grabbing my phone for like probably five minutes. So now I kind of understand how people feel when they're like trying to fumble their phone around to get a picture of something. Yeah. Uh, I saw the One World Together at Home special to celebrate COVID-19 workers. I didn't see all eight hours of it because I'm not crazy. But I saw parts of it. It was bad. Uh, it was boring and it was trite. Oh, okay. Well, it's just like a fundraiser yeah. thing, right? Is what I was understanding. Yeah, yeah I didn't see yeah. any of it. Uh, we're Boring. seeing a story today. I guess I'll send you the story so you can see the actual picture of it because it's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, it says, uh, California skate park uh, filled with sand to enforce social distancing backfires as dirt bikers show up and ride skate park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see that, yeah. So they tried to fill the, skate, the popular skate park with 37 tons of sand in hopes to keep res residents away during the coronavirus outbreak and inadvertently turn the recreational site into a dirt biker's <laughs> paradise. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Oops. Uh, oops. HJH3 uh, Productions comes out with Everybody Loves Eaton. Did you see this? I did. I posted it on our page, actually, already, because it was so interesting. Oh, so fucking interesting. What did you think about that? Uh, I, I mean, Ethan from H3H3 has kind of been at the head of uh, YouTube. Um, what's a good word for it? People fucking around on YouTube with like the copyright system right. and things like that. And he comes out with this one talking about this specific person who I'm not even going to mention. But the, what right. they've done uh, against him and... I mean, I I definitely think that he he's in the right. Some people are saying that he's being overly dramatic about it. I don't know. 
I don't think so. I think this is one of the best things he has ever, ever made. I fucking loved it. It is a very... It's 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 one of those things that I watched actually twice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe not the funniest thing he's ever done, but definitely one of the no. more informative things, yeah. Right. It's definitely not funny, but it's just like... It's it's extremely extremely interesting. Uh, what else did you say? Uh, <coughs> France is suing or no? France is pressing Apple. I think they. I saw something about a lawsuit over a uh, coronavirus tracking app. So kind of similar to what mm -hmm. you're going through there. Check out the uh, what's going on in France if you want to see something that could happen. France is trying to press Apple to give them the information coming out of this app and uh france's and apple is saying the apple has no reason to agree to the demand and it would be an open door to many requests from other countries and entities to do the same thing meaning like get people's information and give it to the government so apple is not for that uh which i think is actually a good thing on apple's part even though apple doesn't do a lot of great things i do agree with their privacy policies when it comes to not unlocking people's phones and things like that. Uh, U.S. is monitoring uh, intelligence that North Korea and leader is in grave danger. I saw this. Surgery. Yes. Sorry? I saw this. He's like overweight. Yeah. Yeah. This is so interesting. Kim Jong-un. Like, it it feels like he hasn't been the leader for even all that long, but it's been a little while, to right. be honest. Yeah, but uh, uh, the reason why we don't have this in the news is because CNN is the fucking source. So. It hasn't been confirmed <laughs> either way uh, because it's North Korea. There's no way to like really get the information that's right. coming out of there and tell tell you if it's true or not true until we get some until we have footage of a funeral. Uh, I'm not going to be putting that in the main news. <laughs> No, and also the only source is CNN because CNN is the one that talked to the sources. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it somewhere else, but they were probably reporting it from CNN. Uh, I just think it's interesting. Apparently, he's like very, very short. So when we see him in in on TV, he looks like not super overweight, but because of how short he is, he actually is very overweight. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You probably saw it the same where uh, where I saw it. It was internet today. <laughs> uh, no, I read an article about it actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what else did you say this week? Well, I mean, something you're going to cover probably on that wrestling show, but the firings that happened. Uh... Yeah, we talked about it last week. You? Oh, okay. So more firings have even happened since then probably yep. uh so you'll probably even cover those this but i don't know i think it's it's not unexpected in years past there have right after wrestlemania there's been layoffs in years past at wwe is right now a really a really good time to be doing it i think optically it looks horrible for wwe it looks um, definitely makes them look like the bad guy um i am happy i want to see Gallows and Anderson and AEW as soon as possible. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. What about Rusev? What do you think he will do? I bet they'll pick him up. Uh, he's he's not going to be... Somebody's going to pick him up, if not AEW. 
I I really hope so. He's he's so underrated and so underused. And, and so Lana is still in the company, right? So that's a yeah. really, there's something really weird going on there. Uh, I think that's it from me, at least from my side. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, uh, my name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. What's your name? My name is Luke. I'm from the U.S. of A. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.